0: This is Bert Kreischer, and you're, you're listening to the Yuck Yucks comedy
1: podcast. Okay. okay. Why not book a Yuck Yucks on-tour show for your school, fundraiser, or next corporate event? Go to yuckyucks.com and click on Hire a Comic. Let our experienced agents help you put together a show that is right for you.
0: Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP.
1: What's going on, my little Yucky Maniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yucky X Comedy Podcast. I am doing the intro right now. Drum roll, please. Without any headphones, that's right, which is a very weird thing for me. And, and now I kind of understand what my guests have to go through when they don't have the headphones to put on uh, to listen to themselves, uh, the monitor, the playback. So it, it, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know where the hell I might put my headphones today, but... Uh, Hey, welcome to the show. We have a a dynamite podcast lined up for you today. I was just uh, going over some notes uh, on the show uh, and it is just absolutely uh, hilarious. Uh, we had a surprise guest, folks. That's right. A very uh, cool surprise guest. Um, when Steve Byrne was in town, uh, of course, his opener is the uh, very funny, very talented Mr. Gareth Reynolds. Uh, yes, Gareth Reynolds. Uh, who is, of course, of the Dollop podcast? I know uh, some of you guys are huge fans, um, and also he. I, this guy's done done everything. Uh, Travel Channel, Comedy Central, NBC. I uh, Harold and Kumar, I think. Uh, he, uh, he's been on everything. He, he's he's done it all. Uh, and I think he co-hosted the Naughty Show podcast as well. Um but yes, Gareth Reynolds uh was Steve Burns opener and I got to sit down and, and bullshit and hang out with him and such a fun guy, uh very killer, <laughs> just great stories. And the, if you have a chance, please go to his website. We will put the links up in the description, uh, go to his website and check out some of the pictures from his, (laughs) from his driver's license and shit. It is the funniest stuff I think I've seen. And I, I called him on it completely. I was like, no way you did that. Uh, I think we talked about that, uh, in the podcast as well. The story around his driver's license, but yeah, just epically hilarious. Um, what's going on? Wow. I was in Texas for a week. It was fantastic. I, uh, Got to, uh, I, I, you know, kind of go down there every little once in a while, every every couple of months, and uh, every time I go down, it's for work, but it really feels like it's vacation. Um, the weather, the people, the food, God bless, you can gain some real weight in that town. Uh, I was down in San Antonio for the last week, and I'll tell you, to go from shorts and t-shirt weather back Uh, into Calgary off the plane and into the parkade. I just like, I'm sure some of you guys have had this before. The the, the local people here, uh, when you leave on vacation, you're like in Mexico and the sun is beaten down. It's like plus 20, uh, that's Celsius for you Americans. Uh, and it's boiling hot. It feels like your, your skin is just one big electric blanket. And then you go to the Calgary airport and those doors open, the sliding doors, you know, those, those doors and you walk through and it's just an Arctic, Arctic blast. Just a, it feels like the weather has just wound up and kicked you square in the genitals. It is a different type of pain, a very different type of pain. And one I did not really enjoy when I came back. Uh, we've got Steve Simone at the Calgary club tomorrow. Uh, it, or he's into town tomorrow. Um, and it's always good to see Steve Simone folks. Uh, I can't wait to, to, to hang out with Steve again. Last time myself, Steve and uh, the GM at, uh, yuck Scott, we all got together and went out for Chinese food and it was fantastic. And I'm hoping I can make that again, but if I don't, um, I can't wait to hang out with him. I'm going to be doing his podcast. He asked me if I would be on his podcast. So I think that's a huge honor. Um, just to be able to do that. He's got a huge following. He just dropped an album as well. Uh, which is fantastic, and it's already at number one on the iTunes charts. Um, so I can't wait to hang out with him. Uh, other than that, not a whole hell of a lot going on. Just uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little up, a little down, a little uh, in between. Uh, but no, it is good to be back. It sucks that it's minus 20. I'm pissed about that. Um, but yeah, anyway, today, as I said, Gareth Reynolds, he's been in everything. You've heard him on <laughs> everything. And, and he's just a fantastic, funny, hilarious guest. And I can't wait to hang out with him when he comes back up again. Uh, I know the feedback was that, uh, people just thought the world of him and he does such a great set. So I hope to see him back up here again. Uh, I'd love to see him headline. I'd love to see him do 45, uh, or an hour. I think he could really go down the rabbit hole. Uh, anyway, uh, sit back, relax, uh, spark a fatty. And, uh, let's go check out gareth reynolds. gareth reynolds hi how are you man good how are you good good this is a uh, this is a great great surprise man uh uh i yeah unexpected and, and a total treat dude well thank this is you great man yeah i always i Usually, my producer sets up everything, like, sets uh-huh. up the interviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I hate going to clubs and asking people, like, hey, you want to sit down and talk? And they're just like, oh, oh I never oh, mind talking. fuck, man. This is a drag. No. Whatever, but.
0: The only place I don't talk is on the plane. Everywhere else, I won't shut the fuck up. You just
1: sleep on the plane all the way? Truly.
0: I, the plane is where the one place where, like, if someone's next to me, I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, the second someone puts the vibe out, you know, of, like, boy, these seats are getting smaller and smaller, I'm like, earbuds in and pretend that I'm listening to something right now. You know, the second the floodgates open. <laughs> oh but
1: yeah. man, that's about Where did you fly in from today?
0: From LA. Oh, from LA. Yeah,
1: and is that where you're based out of now, or have you yeah. always been
0: there? Yeah, Los Angeles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my hometown, man. That's my hometown. Coach is your hometown? No, 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 uh, LA, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, flew from LA. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I mean, I. um you, That's pretty much where I always fly from. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. tough place to fly out of, <laughs> fly into too. Oh, yes. I flew this out of Burbank uh, two weekends ago and i was like why don't i do this more isn't it's, that so much better it's I, I mean and i know it is yeah yeah but it's still no just one like ever uses it, yeah though. it's like so it's like it's like the grail you're like someday a- <laughs> you will be my hub
1: <laughs> i feel that way about the john the john wayne era. john airport, wayne's too. a great one Another too one. yeah great. yeah just but, never used yeah
0: and the, the lax is just becoming such a shit show Yeah, i, I don't even mean to sound gross but LAX is so over, like overpopulated mm-hmm. that when you go into the men's room in LAX, yeah. every bathroom has a line for the shivers. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like That's third world stuff. Honestly, this is crazy, shit. and a lot of pressure yeah, too. Yeah, I like, gotta Like a roller coaster, <laughs> like it's on someone else to perform. Like you just gotta <laughs> sit down and then just relax. This is a situation now where you're just like, hey, get to know your neighbors <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Everybody's making beats in here. <laughs>
1: oh my god man this is dynamite dude okay so so okay let's get let's let's start off let's start off here uh, where did you grow up man
0: i'm uh, originally from milwaukee wisconsin milwaukee wisconsin yeah. great, so I, great beer over there great beer although i'm having a kokani
1: yeah kokani kokani uh,
0: good good co-canny. uh it's a good... i feel like i'm communicating with inuits
1: kokani <laughs> um that's a good working town. That's a, that's a hard town, man. It's yeah, a, it, a blue, blue collar. Totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, and I grew up, my parents were English, and uh, I grew up there and loved it. And, you know, like most people, when you grow up in your hometown, you don't really know yeah. anything is different from how that is. And right. then the, the further you get away from it, the more you're like, oh, nobody lives in uh, total freezing cold <laughs> surrounded by beer all the time. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, like when you're in LA, people are like, it's cold. I'm like, <laughs>
1: You have no idea. And I feel
0: it's cold, too. I'm like, it is cold, but trust me, this is... Yeah, I've got
1: a deeper appreciation (laughs) for cold, (laughs) man. Blood
0: can freeze.
1: (laughs) Absolutely it can. Um, When did the uh, comedy bug start hitting you? Uh,
0: Well, when I was in Milwaukee, I started doing improv comedy at a place called Comedy Sports, um, which was just sort of like the first uh, all improv, uh, short-form game, sort of like theater sports, which I know is uh, more popular in Canada. And... um, I started doing that, and that just really made me love performing on stage yeah. and Then I stuck with improv for a while, but then in l a uh and college really started getting into sketch and writing more and sure. more, and like um you know doing more stuff like that, more scripted stuff
1: It seems historically sketch seems to be a background of a lot of people, even like the improv stuff, and, yeah, and it seems to be the backbone of a lot of. I mean great, great performers, man. Did that, yeah. did that help you with the stage presence and the confidence? Totally. I yeah. think
0: there's you know, there like so many great things about performing with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's almost like training wheels in a way. Sure. You get comfortable on stage, but it's also a good it's it's good training wheels for stand up but also for writing. Right. Because, you know, a sketch, you can write a three to five minute sketch, the hardest thing to do is end it. Right. You know, the a- premise you can just go very simple. It's just sure. like, Oh, this is you know, this is a guy who – you know, every time he gets massaged, farts. Like, right, okay, right, here right. we go, three to five pages. How do we end it? Right. But then, when you're trying to extrapolate uh, more story and more uh, longer form things, you know, I think it's it all is just you know the first the first time you do anything, you're terrible at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, yeah, really? yeah. Uh, or the fir- you know, and and for a while you struggle, right. and I think sketch is a really good way to not only kind of maybe find your voice comedically, sure. but also to feel like on stage you can be comfortable and be in front of people and all that shit. Not that that ever really even bothered me, but no, but yeah. I like, but I
1: think there's been like I've done enough interviews where I've I've talked to people where they have this moment on stage, uh, w- whether it be sketch, whether it be improv, whether it be comedy, where they get that response. It, The best response they can get, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm fucking where I'm supposed to be.
0: You know, when I used to – I did a lot my – I went to school for theater, so Mm -hmm. for for acting. And, you know, you work three months rehearsing this play. Right. And you forget that it's actually going to be in front of an audience and it's going to be an enjoyable experience. Sure. But live performance, there's there really is nothing as far as the feeling you get. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. Right. You know, when you write something and produce something and it airs – by then you're done with it. Yeah. Live performance is a shared experience. And right. if it's going well for the audience, you're in heaven. Yeah. 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 And there's something that's just you can't get that when someone watches something on a screen. Yeah. Y- even when even if somebody, you know, writes you something on Facebook or Twitter that's complimentary, it's very right. nice. Right. But it's never the same as when you're in front of a crowd yeah. and you all are feeling the timing of the moment. Yeah. You know, there's there's just something that is so magical about it. Yeah, that, magical man. it's it's in a bottle. You know, Absolutely. you can't you really can't you can't defeat it. You can't beat
1: it. That's amazing, dude. Did you – I mean, obviously, they're, 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 along with that, I mean, in, when you're starting out in that forum – uh, there's a lot of great history with that. I mean, places like Second City, places like uh, UBC. I mean, all of these uprights, you know, yeah, or UCB, in, rather. As in, you say.
0: Improv Olympic was uh, where I really... Big, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Cutting my teeth, yeah. And, and so,
1: w- like, when you, w- was that, uh, did you think to yourself, like, I'm going to keep going with this? Or how did you know stand-up was going to be the form in which you wanted to take it?
0: Well, <laughs> um, you know, the truth is that I've been very uh, lucky in the sense that, I've been able to write like I, I'm mm. p- predominantly like a writer at this point so like right. a, you know write r- write on like shows or whatever it is um, what really got me into stand-up was your previous guest or <laughs> your next guest Steve Byrne right honest to god Steve Steve was a really good friend of mine and um, we had always just l- laughed a lot together and you know he would come and see my like sketch shows or improv shows or whatever I go see him do stand-up but he really was the guy who was sort of like you know I think if you just go and bite the bullet and really just start to write the stand-up that, um, you know, you'll really, really like it. And the truth is that, unfortunately, um, while UCB is a big player as far as people go and see those shows and things like that, for the most part, improv is a hard thing to get a lot of people to go to. Sure. But stand-up is something that people fucking love. Right. So right. it was kind of just admitting, like, okay, I while I love improv, right. maybe I need to sort of shift the performance element of my life a little bit and focus it a little more on stand-up. And, yeah. you know, out of that, just kind of. And then, like everything else, once you start doing it, it's as addictive as, as everything as else. Yeah, else you want to well. make it perfect. And
1: yeah. How hard is fight. was it transition to write for, for – you know shows and stuff like that or or you know things that that you were trying to trying to get off the ground writing wise and then writing for stand up well there's a big
0: difference i i think what again what is so great about stand up is that it is when you know cuz there's so much bullshit that goes on in la there's sure. so much like Hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, fuck, I'm fucking not going to do this. And I'm going to tell people I'm not going to do this. You know? I've seen a lot of yeah. great
1: breaking news on Facebook that oh, has never gone well, anywhere. And
0: you learn, or you should at least. Some people don't, but you should learn eventually right. that your good news will be shared eventually. Mm-hmm. You Maybe you don't share it all the time. You right. know, let it develop and shit like that <laughs> right um but you know what what has always been great about standup is that when that that element sucks, you can just go on stage and be like, "Oh yeah, I am funny, right, but the transition is very difficult. I mean, the difference between writing for t v and writing for um stand up is is very different, mm-hmm. but again, I think it's all it all just comes from how your brain works, right, like a joke that you have that you've never been able to do on stage could easily be adapted into a show, sure, you know it it in the same they're similar in the sense that they really are just the expansion of your idea and how do you add the right rhythm to it right to make it culminate at the end and be fucking hysterical yeah and i'm not saying i do that but that's everybody's goal you absolutely know? yeah yeah
1: and, and, and like i've interviewed some great writers out of la um i interviewed alex sulkin uh, from oh, yeah. family guy yeah, and, and ted and all that uh a couple other movie guys i've i've interviewed writers and stuff like that uh the the main thing that I've I've gathered is that writers are really treated like kings in Los Angeles. It's the well hidden sounds world like the ones of... you interviewed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Sulkin is on a different level as far as uh, yeah. anything he writes is going to turn into something, right? You know,
0: but, it it much like uh, anything else. It really is about you know you just got to hang in there. I yeah. mean, you know, I think that is the um, the mentality that you have to have when you get involved in this sort of business in and, sure. and any way is that. You you just have to say to yourself, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, you experience so many horrid downs right. and tremendous ups. And it's really, how do you sort of navigate through that storm? And writing on TV is, is nothing different. I mean, you right. write, sometimes you're a great writer on a shitty show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like a shitty writer on a good show. Right. And sometimes you feel like it's all, it's all coming together. I mean, it's, you know, it's the same as stand up. I mean, you have a bad set, what's right. the next thing you want to do? You want to get up on stage right away. Yeah. You know, with writing, you want to keep keep learning. I mean, right. I've I've worked on shows with people that are just tremendous mm-hmm. and you you're always learning. Stand up, I'm always learning. Yeah. I'm always I'm never I've never cracked it. Right. You know, right. Louis CK hasn't cracked it. Right. He's amazing at it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's still the constant figuring out of like, what am I trying to say, <laughs> and how do I make people like it the most? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's fa- what, what were the parents thinking when you were undertaking all the comedy and the well, um, moving to L.A. business?
0: Uh, you know, I th- they knew. I mean, I knew early what I wanted to do. Right. I mean, I was diagnosed early with like the need for attention. Right. And so, so I, uh, they knew. I think like everybody else, they you know, we're sort of like, Okay, well, it sounds super competitive <laughs> And uh but you know, it, it like I think they appreciate that I make a living in LA sure. doing things that I like. I mean I right. don't I had many years in LA where I did things that I didn't like for money, which I know sounds like I was, like, eating ass in alleys, but uh, I, 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 you know, I mean, like, I dressed up like superheroes for kids' birthday parties, like, right. I was donating blood, I was working construction, <laughs> like, so those are updates when your parents get those, they're not like, oh, I'll sleep easy tonight, knowing that, oh, cool, so you're low on blood and sweating in a Spider-Man outfit. Good work, boy. Glad you didn't pursue anything smart, uh, oh, but, man. Uh, but it really was, like... It's it's still a hard career to explain, right? Because unless you're on TV, people kind of don't understand it. If
1: I, I think, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird place to be because it's like you know you contribute to something wonderful and and yeah and uh, tangible, but other people don't always see the same the same. My
0: mother is my mother lives in England. Right. She's probably weighs ninety eight pounds. Mm-hmm. She's sixty seven little english woman right when i try to explain to her in this small town of steelbridge england what is happening to me in la right. we're just not speaking the same language <laughs> right so i have to sort of resign myself to the idea that like she won't get it mm-hmm. so i don't i don't really share a lot of it right Unless it's something that's good. Unless I'm like, oh, this is happening. Right. Much like you're saying with the people on Facebook who are like, hey, I don't want to jinx it, but something <laughs> big in November. It's like, Dude, go fuck yourself. Like, you know, so I, I'm, I'm at the point with, like, explaining my mother what I do is, is almost like a Rosetta Stone language that I have to be <laughs> like. Because I used to watch football over at Jimmy Kimmel's place. Long, long story, but... Jimmy Kimmel is the greatest man on earth, and just wanted me to watch football at his house. No way! It's the best, and he's such a great dude. And I, a couple seasons, I went over there, watched it with him. He's cooking; he's the shit. Yeah, she that to her is the gold standard, right? So to her, when I was watching it with Jimmy Kimmel, she knew him, right? And she could she could wrap her head around that, sure. But she, her questions about Kimmel would be like, "Will he put you in movies?" And I'd be like, "No, no." <laughs> Doesn't Jimmy, work no, like that. He's literally making pizzas, and we're watching. <laughs> does Does he like you? <laughs> yes, yes, he likes me. <laughs> and would he put you on his show? <laughs> no, I'm not asking. He's just a nice man being nice, and I'm going to leave him be. So oh, you know. Man. When I explain stuff, I'm almost, you know, her questions are amazing. They're always like, and will it be a film? And I'm like, you know, how are you? Are you good? You're good? How are things in What's, what's going on over there with the tea? Is there tea still? How's it going?
1: Oh, my God, man. That is dynamite. Yeah. Holy so, you shit. know,
0: it, it it's it is it's the sort of the undertaking when you decide that you want to pursue this, that you, yeah. you just have to accept that there are, uh, a, it's just a very weird world.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got a podcast. I do. Is it The doll- Dollop? The Dollop, it's called. Yes. The Dollop Podcast uh, with
0: my buddy Dave Anthony. And uh, it is an American history podcast, uh, but comedic. So it's basically Tell about... Tell me
1: about this, man. How did uh, how did all this get started? Uh,
0: that actually happened with Sam Tripoli, whose uh, illegible signature is up there. I, I um,
1: always say Sam has... Uh, Sam was my first interview on this podcast. It's a terrible 80, start. 80 episodes it's back. It's a terrible start. And, uh, Dude, I'm just saying, we my, need to fucking see some pussy. That's, Sam. He told me some of the best stories, and it was all around like 100 people or more walking on his shows, just being like, you drunken fucking idiot.
0: So Sam is, what is so great about Sam is how accessible his pain is, which I think in a way is an <laughs> angle, to, an, it. An angle to, to some great stand-up is, When people are able to tell – you know they they tell you things you would never tell anyone. Exactly. And Sam is so great at that. So I did a podcast with Sam. I met Sam years ago through Steve Byrne. Right. And um, we just hit it off, and then I ended up being a part of his podcast for a while. Right. Um, Met another comedian named Dave Anthony, Mm -hmm. and we just sort of one day started – didn't know each other that well. Right. And uh, he just brought me in, and we started talking about the Cliven Bundy uh, Mm -hmm. issue, which was this uh, farmer in Texas who had these cattle that – he was getting fined. Basically another shit show in America with a militia. Right. And um and we talked about it and then you know, we just started getting together and we just started doing more and more where we would, he would just explain a story mm-hmm. to me that I didn't know what it was gonna be until we sat down. Right. And then he would sort of explain it to me. So he almost teaches me and then I just try to make jokes because the stories are insane. It, it, they're, uh, crazy, they're nuts. They're crazy like they're shit. they're just they're all like you know, like how lobotomies started and how out of control they got, you know, what, right. what our van how we used to deal with quote-unquote vampires that we believed were real, right. grave robbing. Andrew yeah. Jackson hit a bunch of cheese in the White House. Tons of crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's called The Dollop. And That's people, amazing, yeah, man. Yeah. That's it's a great,
1: great, great premise on a show. And, uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> what is your uh, – let's switch gears here for a second. What, what's your take on uh, what, what's, what's happening? I mean, a, a, as an American, sometimes it's different – um, oh, I always compare it to like football. It's like it's like uh, sometimes you got to go on the sidelines to see what the fuck's happening in the game, and I think
0: and sometimes you want to be taken out of the game. <laughs> put <out> an IR. <laughs>
1: exactly, I want to be on injured reserve. Yeah. Uh, I've sat on the sidelines now in Canada for about three years. I've I've seen the politics. Um, I was the only guy in Texas that had an Obama sign on his front lawn in my neighborhood. That was <laughs> that was fucking interesting. But uh, but more importantly. Uh, the shift, the 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 culture of the uh, United States. I mean, certainly this is something that I'm sure you guys have talked about and, and it's at the fore, forefront of a lot of topical Well, yeah, comedy. I mean, I
0: think, you know, I think, I mean, again, I, I think you, you know, to some extent, stand-up is really, like when I always think about it, it's like, what is sta- stand-up is really, to me, it's things that, it's either stories or things that annoy me. Right. So, you know, obviously the election is something that I think people talk about. I think when you're, You know, when you're in the midst of it, Mm -hmm. it's very hard. I, I, you know, I I go to Australia a couple times a year and when you come back, you are like, what the fuck is going on? Like our media is so terrible. It's
1: fucking crazy. So
0: it's, you know, again, I mean, it's like chicken or the egg. You don't know who to blame. Sure, You just know that something has to change. Yeah, And you also, when you're in this situation, the thing that needs to change is not... You know which candidate of these two to me personally, which two of these two is going to make the most change for the better right. to me it's like let's change the whole fucking system. Nobody right. wants these two people right
1: exactly <laughs> so that's that's the funny part you know, too is everybody says that they like and, we don't how and, the fuck do we end up with these two and
0: they push and they push you because if you're if you're you know I think tr- out of the two, Trump is the bigger disaster, mm-hmm. but so that's the talking point to get you to vote for Hillary. Right. But I'm like, I don't accept the premise that, you know, this pile of shit is the shittier pile of shit, so eat it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Give me food. Yeah, yeah. Give <laughs> like, me Bernie Sanders. Yeah, again, man. At, or change restaurants. Sort, or whatever yeah. the fuck you have to exactly. do. Exactly. But enough of enough of like saying because it keeps happening. So now when you watch the news, and now they're like the most important election of our time, right. and you're like, no, fuckface, right. you made it down to these two, right? Because you wouldn't allow us to to think that we could actually choose other people, right? Right. And so here we are, and we sit and we have these two lumps of shit that we have oh, to man. pick from, and within a week one of them is going to be in charge. Yeah. And even when you say they're going to be in charge, they're not going to be in charge because our whole political system is run like a fucking fake business and yep. is controlled by oil and war. Yeah. So I mean, when you sit there, the only thing you can really do is go, "Who can I marry in another country?" <laughs> like enough <laughs> trying to change the political system, you just need to now start for, like tindering in like Belgium and being like, "What am I hooking? What am I hooking?" And
1: I swear to God the more I see uh and meet european people it's it's uh they're onto to something man they're on something out there it's, look, uh, it's it a a it's not life, fucking man. rocket science no
0: you know it really isn't it's like look just put as much money and you as you can into yeah. making your area as great as possible yeah and and it, the rest will work itself out. Absolutely. If you look around America, like people it's a low low totem pole talking point, but yeah. uh the bridges and the roads, right. you know, those get talked about a little bit. Yeah. But just fucking wait. Once once bridges start dropping, people are going to be like, "Wait, what?" It's like, <laughs> "Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were saying." Yeah. You fucking idiot. How is American Idol, you dumbass? <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh man, that, have you ever thought about running for office, man? Oh, We could use someone like you. <laughs> I,
0: I believe me. I, You know, I think the truth is that, you know, we there are so many like-minded people that could do this. That right. it's, uh, we, 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 Me and Steve were having a bite earlier. And we were watching the Cubs-Indians uh, uh, game from last night. Right. And they panned to Joe Madden, the manager of the Cubs. And right. I was like, I'd vote for him over either of those two. With <laughs> zero experience, <laughs> just like the look of him, and I know that he seems decent. And, and I mean, there guy. are there are, you know, five thousand people yeah. that go above what we have to pick. From. Absolutely. And I think that they the the problem with American politics and I think politics in general is that people think you need experience in order to do it. Right. It, that's not to say that someone like Donald Trump can just walk in and, and ground floor it. But you don't. Right. The, the, it's it's just kind of general decency is what you need. Yeah. If you operate from a place of of love and good heartedness. Right that that's enough for me absolutely enough for from people who are who are thinking about oil and how do you please these you know powers that be right just get a regular dude in there yeah and that would be better or lady i mean you know it there's to me there's i don't give a fuck who it is right you know it could be a two-penis uh (laughs) african-american you know uh white-faced jew (laughs) right let's go let's do it you're like nice let's go
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh Let's talk about some of the success before we we wrap this up, man. You've you've been you've been knocking it out of the park. You're getting a lot of traction right now. You're doing. I don't want to jinx any projects, but uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that you're working on right now, man.
0: Uh, right now, um, you know, I am working on. I just sold the show to Fox uh, with a writing partner of mine in the states. So That's what I heard. At. I didn't want I didn't want to venture yeah. out and say
1: anything unless you brought it up. But so we're yeah, working
0: on that. And then, um, you know, in the meantime, just sort of, you know, that is a process that. Again, those are the even in, even saying it on something like this, it's like, right. you know, someone will be like, When's the Fox show coming out? It's like you gotta go through so much shit <laughs> before to, it to, for gets someone through. to see it. But it is uh in general, I mean what you really want in LA is to have opportunity and to work and something right. eventually will will stick and yeah. hopefully it's this and if not you just keep keep hacking away. Well, but wh- um, what's
1: that process like though, man? Like for you to see something come to the start of writing to Saying, hearing from a network saying, "Hey, like we're gonna we're gonna take a bite." It's on great,
0: this. but you know the truth is that, um, you know, your your good news in the entertainment industry is almost relief news, right? right. So it's it's so rarely like, um, let's go celebrate. It's more like, okay, there's more work to do. I did a pilot last year for ABC that I was just acting in, mm-hmm. and you know, you you get to that point where a show is either going to be on the air or not, right? And it's once you're there like it's so important to to get it through but you yeah. also realize that you know again you're up against so much stuff
1: i, I just think the fucking anxiety that i would have around well, every just, week you, thinking you it's going to get the plug will be pulled
0: well you have that's why you have to do other stuff that's mm-hmm. why i like you know writing i like uh doing stand up i like right. doing podcasts i mean because those are those are all things that they fluctuate as as far as how well they're going sure but there's always, you know, there's always kind of like a pillow that I could put my fucking head on at the right. end of the night. Granted, there are some nights when I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, my <laughs> mom was right. I should have just stuck at Jimmy Kimmel's. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, oh, it's it, it's just it is this sort of it's it's a hard process to extrapolate good news from. Sure. Um, but when you do have something like that, it you know it is it's, it is good.
1: That's great, man. You know? And uh, I have a
0: writing partner that I've worked with for so long. Yeah. And so we just sort of share this. This weird, like, twin relationship where it's like, you know, we've been through all the downs, and then when we get you, know, when you get the good news, you really are. You're like, you're happy, right? But you're also like, cautious <laughs> happiness will hurt you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, what's the easiest way people get in touch? And, uh, yeah, where can people f- follow you?
0: Uh, you can find me, uh, my website, GarethReynolds.com, has uh, tour dates and all that stuff. I have a tour of my podcast called The Dollop, which is uh, going through the Southwest. Uh, Sorry, the uh, northwest, southwest, the northwest, uh, so that's Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Thanksgiving weekend in the States, so that is uh, November 25th sixth and seventh right uh and you can find info on that at the dollop com. that's find always
1: that's always charting too man that's i always see the dollop on charts yeah so does, does pretty well. Really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah
0: it's very fun and you know appreciate everyone who listens and so if you come and see it live is really fun we have a great guest will anderson who's coming with us for all, for all three awesome. you can find me at reynolds gareth on twitter on instagram at reynolds gareth and uh, facebook backslash reynolds gareth because some dude gareth reynolds just got in
1: r- early <laughs> I hate that early. shit I got a Jake Hirsch in Chicago That just uh, uh, passive aggressively tweets me once in a while I'm like, hey, how's it going, man? I'm like, you got five followers, bro
0: My guy like, like, Fuck, come on. will be like, I think you mean this one And it'll be like <laughs> the most fucking crazy thing you've ever heard <laughs> Someone will be like, I can't believe that guy threw up on that woman's tits And he'll be like, this is for you And I'll be like, <laughs> Thanks. For we're best. both doing things, Gareth Reynolds We're both up to stuff so things
1: are good. Hey man, all the continued success and uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Brother. All right, folks. And there you have it. The interview with Gareth Reynolds. What did I tell you? Absolute treat. The dude is hilarious. Go check him out on his website, uh, links, uh, and, uh, uh, all the description uh, with that in the show description. Sorry. Uh, yeah, check him out. Gareth Reynolds, folks. Um, hey, on behalf of myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, and the entire crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, Executive Producer Kira Williams, our webmaster, Camille Argue, and of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Lane Argue, who lays down all the badass acoustic tracks for this podcast. Check him out, laneargueguitar.com. Uh, lots of killer interviews guys coming up Uh, that was a fantastic one one of my faves alright we will see you next week